0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Here we are at the Harland Highway. Uh, We meaning us, all of us, me, you, whoever you're with, everyone listening, pavement pounders, freaks, turtles, geeks, cyborgs, whoever. You're all welcome here. Uh, What a show we have today. We will be doing the Harland Highway question of the day. Something annoying that's been bugging me that will be asked out loud. Um, we're also going to be talking about uh, solos and i don't mean hand solo I mean musical solos in songs, drum solos, guitar solos and I have an excellent that's the clue x ex, x ex, excellent solo for you today i'm one i'm sure you're not used to hearing it's with a it's a very unique rock and roll song solo. That I want you to hear many of you have probably heard it but it just I want to yeah and then also uh we're going to be talking about what were you doing when you were 25 years old one of the pavement pounders calls in and asks me what I was doing at 25 and boy did that open up a can of worms a lot of memories a lot of insightfulness and uh who knows hopefully you'll like that little story hopefully you'll like it all why Because we work hard right here on the Harland Highway.
1: You just made a wrong turn onto the Harland Highway. I am out here for you. You don't know what it's like to be me out here for you. It's like I picked the wrong week to quit smoking. I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown, I amuse you. Like I picked the wrong week to quit drinking. I make you laugh? I'm here to fucking amuse you. You're riding down the Harland Highway with Harland Williams. I'd buy that for a dollar. <laughs> what was it we had for dinner tonight? Well, we had a choice. Steak, fish. Yes, yes, I remember. I had lasagna.
0: What do you mean funny? Funny how? How am I funny? It's
1: like I picked the wrong week to quit amphetamines. That is thought for Samantha Pintasai. Welcome to the Harland Highway. You picked the wrong week Christmas blue. All
0: right go, you're on the Harlan Highway, feel that music, come on, just feel it, Where we go now, oh yeah. The wind blew some luck in my direction, I caught it in my hands today, I finally made a tricky friends connection, you winked and gave me your okay. Okay. I'm okay. taking on the music a trip cut, the ocean the music right. That's enough. And drop the topic chest. Cut the music. Bed. I said cut the cut the music. Thank you. Okay. Let's not start the show with one of these. Um, anyways, welcome folks. Uh I played that song off the top. Uh, it's, it's called uh, Moonlight Feels Right or something like that from uh, a band called Starbuck, which came out way back in the 70s. Okay? It's kind of a catchy tune. It's got a really cool vibe. The second you hear it, it kind of sucks you in, you know? It's kind of that groovy, mellow kind of... I don't know. There's something about it. But the reason I plucked it out is because this this song... Over the years, has been like uh, you know a staple on uh, kind of regular pop stations. I mean, it was a big, uh, it was a big uh, AM/FM radio uh, hit back in its time when it came out. It got constant rotation. It was it's a a well-known song for people that are a little older, maybe. Um, some of you youngins might not know it, but if you don't, hey, I'm turning you onto it. It's it's actually a a cool tune, man. You Can't Deny It kind of gets you going. And the guy's voice is kind of cool, and the lyrics are kind of cool. And I like it that the name of the band is Starbucks because it was, like, pre, way predated Starbucks coffee. So, uh, I don't know. Starbucks should have this as their theme song. Or Starbucks should be playing live when you go into a Starbucks. Hey, okay. Like that, a okay, that doesn't mean you play the music. Shut it off. Shut it off. Roger. Okay, here we go. Roger, shut the music. Roger. Shut the music off now. Now, when I point to you, when I give you, when I put my finger in the air, Roger, that's a cue. We've been doing this for a long time. Good lord. That's the cue that I, you hit music and and stuff. I'm not going to go through a training session on the air with you. Just let me f- finish this bit here. Anyways, this band called Starbuck and uh this was a a popular song that was it played up against every other popular song, Aerosmith and Disco tunes and rock tunes and mellow tunes, and it was just part of the rotation. But what set this this song apart, which I find fascinating, is there's a solo in this song that is kind of peculiar, okay? Now, when I say solo, we've all heard uh, songs where there's, uh, you know, a guitar solo, or there's a drum solo, or uh, you know, like uh, like uh, let's say uh, Guns N' Roses. There's a there's a guitar solo for uh, you know, "Sweet Child of Mine." Or there's the uh, the drum solo in in uh, you know, "Tom Sawyer" by Rush. Or the famous uh, drum solo by uh, Phil Collins. And uh, I can feel it coming in the air tonight or whatever that song is. You know what I mean? But but here, you, you get tons of songs with the solos. Just about every rock song has like a gu- guitar solo. Drum solos, maybe not as much. But there's always some kind of solo. Um, but... How often do you hear kind of a rock tune or a contemporary song or a hit song where there's an xylophone solo? You, you kind of don't. I don't think it's... I don't know if it happens at all. So this is why I picked this song out. I want to lay down for you a jamming xylophone solo. I know it seems ridiculous. You're like, oh, God, how dumb is this going to... But. But it actually kind of grooves. It kind of moves. It's it's so quirky and weird and silly that it's it's kind of you know if you give it a chance, if you give the old xylophone a chance. I mean, if you ever play charade games and or alphabet games, and you ever come to the X, you always use the name xylophone. Same way you use uh, zebra when you get to Z. So. Give it a chance. Here it is. This is uh, from the, this is from Starbuck. Moonlight feels right. Uh, here it is. Probably one of the only rock and guitar, uh, rock and xylophone uh, solos you'll ever hear on uh, on the regular radio. Hit it, Raj. Moonlight. Feels right. Happening, right, I. You know, you can go back and listen to it again. Maybe the first time it didn't grab you, but if you listen to it again, yeah. I guess I got giving you a warning. Me and Luna were acting to play. Okay, Raj, cut it off. Cut it up. Cut it off. God. So, anyways, there it is. Uh, you know, probably the only rocking xylophone <laughs> solo that I know of, and I don't know. it Just kind of always stuck in my head, and I thought you wildcats, you pavement pounders, would get a blast out of it. But you know, don't don't judge, don't don't be don't be dumping on no xylophone now, player. Oh, don't don't be stepping, don't step off on no xylophone, player. You go go back and listen to it again. Maybe give it some time to breathe, like listen to the rest of the podcast. Go back, scroll back. Scroll back and get some X. Drop some X, man. Oh, yeah. Pound some X down your throat, into your ears. <laughs> listen to that xylophone. Solo. Oh, yeah, dude. So, anyways, there we go. Ha, <laughs> A rocking way to start the podcast, dropping some X. No, no, cut it off. I did not kill you. I didn't point. Cut it off. Turn it off. Turn it off. God. What is with you today? you drunk? Let's move on. Move on. God. Uh, What we've got here is failure to communicate.
1: Hello. Hey, Harlan, how you doing? This is your favorite kid with a stutter. This is Tim. I was going to ask. Recently, I just had myself a birthday. I just turned. I just turned 25, and I was thinking of all the things I have done, all the things I haven't done, and i was wondering where you were at when you were that age, and sort of feeling like. I haven't done as much as I should have or as much as I was able to. I was just interested in hearing that at the ripe age of a a fourth-of-a-century-year-old, where you were and what you were doing. Uh, Hope everything else is well. I love your show, as always, and keep on trucking down that highway, my friend. Bye. Bye
0: wow 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 what a question what a what a what a question there tim thank you uh for that question wow that that's uh that's gonna take me back i mean good lord twenty five you know i've always been uh i guess kind of an overachiever a go getter or a a moron or whatever it is but uh you know i came out of college with uh, all my guns blazing man I actually left college early because I was so eager to to just get my life started, to get out into the into the world and start kicking down doors and punching in windows and stuff. And um so when I was twenty five years old, um I was living in Toronto, Canada, and I was doing a multitude of things. Good Lord. I was uh let's see, I was I was uh working I was working in a mailroom for the uh police the uh the, the police force in uh, Ontario where Toronto's located that's the province where Toronto's located so I was working in the mailroom during the day and uh you know I'd work 9 to 5 I had to deliver mail and and hand mail out to people and drive down to police headquarters and deliver mail and had to clean the stock room and I had to do you know do all these kind of deliveries around so I'd do that from 9 to 5 and then I was also doing some freelance kind of audio visual kind of work where I was kind of combining and the animation process with um with slideshows corporate slideshows I had met a guy who who did these big presentations and he did these like really elaborate slideshows where he'd, he'd use like 50 slide projectors which is so antiquated to hear about now because we live in a different time in a different place but I studied animation in college and so um, and so what I did is I used the same process for animation uh, whereas I I draw uh, I draw the uh, the stuff on clear plastic celluloid, and then uh, I draw it with India ink right on on the plastic celluloid, and then I have to flip it over and paint it, and uh, and present d- do these big presentations. So I would come home I would come home after work at five o'clock. I'd, st- I'd go to work on this tedious, painstaking um, slideshow art. And I also hired one of my buddies from college, so he'd also be working on it during the day at my apartment. And then I'd come home and we work on it together. So we'd do that. And then I'd work on that for a few hours. And then I'd run out the door and do stand-up. Uh, at the comedy club in downtown Toronto because I was just kind of getting my stand-up career going. That's why I needed a day job to pay my bills, and I was doing this other thing to keep my feet in the art world, which I trained for in college, And, uh, and so I was doing that, and then at the same time, Um, you know, I would, I would go to the comedy clubs. Then I'd come home and I'd work till, you know, one, one, two in the morning with my buddy doing these uh, slideshow things. And then I'd get up at, you know, seven, eight a.m. and and go into work and work for the cops. And then also in between that, I was working on my children's books. I, I was writing and illustrating my own children's books. I had a series of those going. So I was, I was doing that. Oh, and uh, and that was just the work side of my life. The the uh, the um the uh, kind of the pleasure side of my life. Well, actually, I, I was also doing a little bit of touring, too. I was when, when I could get a weekend away, I would do a little tour and do my stand up. Um, and then just on a social level, I was hanging out with my friends and I was d- doing stuff. And then I was also at a phase of my life where I wanted to see the world. And so um, so during all that madness, I was like, you know, I want to see the world when I'm young, not when I'm old. You know, I want to see it when I'm old, but, you know, things are different when you're young. You do things differently when you're young than you do when you're old. So I took like four months off and decided to go over, the, hit the South Pacific, and I just uh, took off to Australia, New Zealand, and Fiji. And I basically did a planes, trains, and automobiles over there where I I would take a train somewhere. I would fly somewhere. I would hitchhike somewhere. I would ride a bicycle somewhere. I would walk somewhere. I mean, I uh, I I was just, you know, I was just, I was on my own. I was out the door from my parents' place. I had my own little apartment. I was done with college. I was done learning, and I was just on a quest. I was on a quest to just take over and do whatever I could, and feed my my senses and see the world and try to figure out what it was all about, sort of, you know. So I was doing a lot, man. I was doing, and and I'm probably not even remembering all of it. I was out buying. I bought myself a little car. I bought a, a Fiero one of those little black uh, two-seater sports cars in the day. I had the Fiero going, and I was sporting the acid wash jeans and the mullet. Oh, yeah. I had the mullet and the Bon Jovi cowboy boots. Oh, God. I almost feel queasy. I was like Richard Marks. <laughs> oh, I feel ill. I think there's pictures, too, but I was doing a lot, man. I was burning the candle at... Not both ends, but like I was—I just blew. I was burning a stick of dynamite, is what I was doing. Um, I guess because I, I've always had this this weird thing that life is short, and that that you only get one th- one roll at the dice, and you only you only get to do stuff once, and 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 also you only get to do certain stuff when you're at a certain point in your life, a certain age. And I guess I was a guy that just didn't want to waste any time. And I was like, I just, I just want to build this thing. I want, to, I want to build and I want to explore and I want to experience. I always had this petrified idea of getting to the end of my life and looking back and going, why didn't I do that? Why didn't I go to the other side of the world? Why didn't I overcome my fears? And when I say that, I mean, I was terrified to do stand up comedy, like standing up in front of a crowd was and and talking and, and let alone trying to be funny. that was just it was terrifying. But instead of running from that, I, I grabbed onto it. And I was like, I, 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 will, I I'm in charge of this, man. I'm in charge of my fears, not the other way around. And so I wanted to conquer that, and I wanted to, uh, in a sense, I guess by traveling, I wanted to conquer the planet. I'm like, this planet is mine. I I don't mean mine personally, but I mean, as me being a human being on this planet, this is my world. You know, it's, it's like if I bought a house and I didn't go in all the rooms, I'd be like, what's the point? I mean, this is my house. I'm, I've got to go in all the rooms and experience them and see them and and so i guess i viewed the world the planet we live on as you know i just didn't want to be uh, riding the subway every day and looking at the same buildings and going to the ball game and watching tv and going camping and that that was all fine and dandy but i'm like wait 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 i'm a human being and th- th- this 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 round this round globe that i'm on is 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 my world i i, I got to see it i got to Experience it. I gotta taste it. I gotta smell it. You know. So I, I I headed out, and that was just the start of it. I mean, since since that trip to the South Pacific, I've been all over the world. I mean, man, you name it. I've been to Africa, India, Nepal, Scotland, Germany, Cambodia, South America. I mean, I've been I've been all over the place, man. And and it's just as fascinating as I thought it would be. And it's been just as rewarding and, and stimulating as I thought it would be. Oh my goodness. So I was out there at 25 doing a lot, you know, I was doing a lot. So maybe, maybe I'm not the best guy to, to tell you this because you also said in your, in your voice message that you were worried maybe you weren't doing enough or you haven't done enough. You know, that, that's all a matter of, of personal perspective and, and personal point of view. Because um, if, if you start thinking about what everyone else is doing, then, then you, you start going crazy. But I think what you got to do is look inside your spirit and go, what what do I want out of life? What do I want to experience while I'm here? What do I want to do? What do I want to, What do I want to leave behind? What 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 is this life about? What 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 does it offer me? What can I give it back? What can I do to combine those two together? And you have to create your own depth and your own perception and your own your own horizons in life. But I will say this, okay? And I don't want to be Mister Preachy or you know. But since you asked, and, uh, hopefully this is a little more philosophical or insightful. But it goes by quick, man. It goes by real quick. You think it's slow, but it's it's quick. Especially as you start to get a little older. Once you step over that fifty line, okay, and for the first time in your life, you start to sense your mortality, and you go, "Wait, wait, wait, wait a minute! I'm 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 fifty." I'm halfway to 100. Most people don't make it out of their 80s. I've got how long left? And when you get there and you know when you read magazines like Health Men's Health and Fitness and Vanity Fair they're like 50s the new 20. Well, okay, people live longer and their their attitudes a little more youthful, but don't be deceived. 50 is 50 and you're you're closer to the end than you are to the beginning. Not to sound like a Debbie Downer, but that's just biology. And 50 can come around the corner pretty quick. Not to say that at 50 everything stops. I mean, at 50 you could decide to start doing all the things you've never done. I mean, the point of what I'm saying is to get out there and fulfill what you think needs to be fulfilled. And I, I I would... urge you not to let the direction of of society guide your ship. I think a lot of people get into the system where we're born, we get a Social Security card, we kind of gently, kind of, uh, you know, quietly... Get nudged along to do all the right things. Well, you're going to go to school. You're going to get a job. You better buy a car. You got to get an apartment. Have you got a girlfriend? Huh? How are your clothes? How do you look? Do you have an iPad? You, 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 you at the right country club? Do you eat at the right restaurant? Who are your neighbors? What's your zip code? Do you have a nice cell phone? What kind do you have? You know, there's all these little things that kind of help us flock together. And sometimes it's kind of like being in a dryer where you're tumbling around with all the other pieces of clothing and a little bit of static electricity builds up and you find yourself kind of sticking to everyone else so it's safe and, and it's kind of warm, right? But you got to look beyond. you got to look out the dryer window. you got to look out the dryer window and see that there's a great big world out there, man. If you live in America, there ain't no tigers. If you live in America, there ain't no drafts or polar bears. You want to see that? You got to go there. You want to swim with piranhas? You got to go to South America. You want to go to the Taj Mahal? You got to get to India, man. You want to walk through the bamboo forests in China? Guess what? They're in China. There's so much stuff out there but people people can get tumbled people can get tumbled into the dryer. And don't don't be deceived there's a lot of uh, subliminal forces that try to keep people there. Oh yeah, there's a lot of subliminal forces. There's social programs and there's government and there's there's corporations and there's there's a lot of there's a lot of kind of subtle forces at work that try and or, or, or maybe they don't try, but they're successful at sometimes keeping communities and people in, in their place. And I'm, I'm not saying it's it's necessarily an evil thing, but maybe it's even uh, just that, that, that us as human beings, we have that tribal instinct where we, where we kind of want to stick together with our own or we feel safe in our own territory and all that stuff. And all the modern conveniences of the world and all the kind of programming that gets thrown at us as we're born sometimes contributes to making us kind of staying in the box. And sometimes we don't even know it. And so going back to your question, I would would urge you to reach out. Find out what it is you want to see. What stimulates you, and 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 do it, man. Go, go, do it. Go, go after it. Go, go taste it. Go touch it. Don't let it all slip by. Don't let it slip by, because that's sad. You know, I've I've met people like that where they've just spent so much time trying to figure out how to fit in with society, how to get the right job, how to how to get the right car how to how to be buddies with all the right people and and meanwhile this fabulous planet and all the all the things that are that life not just the planet but life offers kind of get muted and and passed over and so it's up to you man it's really up to you but but my experience is to and has been and you know like I said it started at 25 to just really get out there and and look at life as a giant endless buffet and you just want to you just want to stick your finger in every bowl man <laughs> cuz it's fun and yeah there's danger around uh different corners and there's there's reward around different corners and there's mystery around different corners and there's enchantment and there's all kinds of things there's sexiness there's romance there's love there's hate there's deception but you don't get to taste them all you don't get to feel them all if you don't if you don't kick the dryer door open and step away from that warm cozy safetyness if that's even a word safetyness yes that that's a word i learned that over in uh, indonesia on a dark remote island so that's see just there you go just going to a dark remote island in indonesia i learned stuff (laughs) but anyways man i I hope that answers your question and uh i i hope uh i hope you uh you know find it is what you're looking for and by the way let let me add one thing okay sometimes and uh you know I I was talking about all these outward things. Sometimes people find just what they need right, right within a very small space. Now, my my little tirade there was about going out and experiencing if you know in order to help you expand. But there are some people that are wired where they don't want that. They 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 just want ...to sit in that comfortable zone. They're they're very comfortable just coming home every night and doing their thing. And if you are, that's fine. I, I'm not knocking that, but I will throw a recommendation at you. If that is your world, if that is the zone you're in, I'm going to challenge you. Do something this year to step outside of that zone. Just take a look around. Try something different. Go outside of your box... And uh, see if maybe it uh, jostles something loose. Maybe, maybe you find a new gear you didn't think you had. Or maybe you uh, your your eyes open to something fresh and stimulating. You just never know, man. That's what I mean. There's a whole world out there. So there's my long-winded answer. Uh, it kind of had to be. That was kind of a intense, deep question. But it, it was very interesting and made me reflect and... I'm sure there's a lot more things in there that I'm not remembering, but that's kind of the broad sweep of where I was when I was 25, a quarter of a century old. Good night, Nellie Furtado. Was she even born yet? Um, so, hey, wishing you well, safe travels, and follow your dreams. That's what I say. Steer your ship Make this life your life And my old saying That I came up with myself and I've said it to you before On this podcast But you know It's what I've lived by My motto is Live life Don't let life Live you And I'll leave it right there Have fun All right, Rods, let's throw to a commercial, and uh, we'll be right back here on the very deep, stimulating, almost too deep, Harland
1: Highway. How about a movie tonight, huh? Wow, what's that aftershave you're wearing? You high karate aftershave is so powerful, it drives women right out of their minds. That's why we have to put instructions on self-defense in every package. Hi karate, the brisk splash on after shave that smooths and soothes and cools. Hi karate, after shave, cologne, and gift sets. Hi karate, be careful how you use it. The Harlan Highway Question of the
0: Day. Okay, here it is, and this, this one is super annoying. I don't know if you guys have ever experienced it, but why do people with umbrellas? When it's raining, why do they walk under canopied sidewalks and hug the wall where there's less rain than there is out in the middle of the sidewalk? Why do people with umbrellas do that and cause people without umbrellas to have to walk out into the rain around them? Oh, yeah. Can you tell I'm a little steamed? And damp and wet and soggy, yeah, it was I see it a lot i'm i've 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 been in in for whatever reason over the last number of years in situations where it started raining, okay, and I'm walking down the sidewalk, and I don't have an umbrella, I don't have a hat and i'm 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 getting strategic right It's almost like a video game where you know the video game's like Super Mario where he, he has to jump to each each pillar before it like Collapses. Well, I'm look. I'm walking down the sidewalk, looking ahead and going, okay. There's a canopy over there. I can be dry, for about seventeen steps if I walk under that canopy. And then there's an awning over that coffee shop. So if I walk under that, I've got about ten more steps of dryness. And oh, there's a big long thing. It's like an overhang over an office building. And oh, that's I'm going to be out of the rain for a good uh, probably. 120 feet right there. Oh, yeah. And you piece together these little, like, kind of dry zones, and you hope that you can make it to the subway or you can make it to your destination with minimal amounts of rainwater falling on you, okay? But then you'll be walking down the sidewalk, and there's a ton of people with umbrellas who were came out prepared and equipped. And... For some reason, they've decided with their umbrellas up and open to do the same thing you're doing, and they're walking underneath the awning where there's no rain, but because they've got a big bulky umbrella and they're nine feet wide now, you find yourself having to get the hell out of their way. Then you're like, wait a minute, you've got an umbrella, you moron, get out in the rain. Make like Christopher Robin from Winnie the Pooh and get out in the rain. You're not going to get wet. You're forcing me to go around you. What the hell's wrong with you? What if I was a gremlin forcing me to get wet? Suddenly I turn into a, maybe I wish I was a gremlin. I could turn into a gremlin and eat your umbrella ass. That didn't sound right, did it? Chim-chimmery, chim-chimmery. No, 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 no. Um, so anyways, for those of you uh, umbrella rain hogs out there, move your ass. Make like Mary Poppins and fly. Chim-chimmery, chim... No, no, stop. Um. So that's my big question of the day. Why do people with umbrellas hog the dry parts of the sidewalk? Oh, I'd like to... Stick that umbrella where the sun don't shine and open it. Wow. Your neck would pop out like a dinosaur from Jurassic Park with the neck gills. (laughs) The Harlan Highway, question of the day. Oh, yeah. We're going to leave it right there. We're going to end the uh, show on that stimulating thought um but uh, please check out harlemwilliams.com you can write me there also when you're there look for our phone number you can leave me a voicemail the phone number is right there at the bottom of the homepage. also check out our store while you're there harlemwilliams.com merchandise um check out my stand-up comedy schedule i'm kind of off the road for the next little bit because i'm shooting my second season of my sitcom package deal um, but we'll be back on the road towards the end of, uh, May. Um, what else? Uh, check out the Amazon link there. If you're doing any shopping on Amazon, click through, uh, the link on harlowilliams.com. You'll still get to the same place, but we get a little kickback. Help throw a few dollars towards, uh, the podcast here, which would, would be nice since we don't have a sponsor or anything like that. Um, what else check out uh, atc.com all things comedy that is a podcast network full of funny comedians uh, one of which is me on there Uh, other great podcasts you can be found on atc.com um and i think that's it i think that's it um it's been great having you here i hope you enjoyed yourself on the harland highway today and uh I look forward to the next one, as always, with with y'all. With y'all. And uh, until then, you know what I'm about to say. We'll see you next time, and chicken chow mein, baby. <laughs>